Hello, welcome to the latest episode of Unseeded. Obviously, we'll talk about a bit of Miami. Hello, Fur. Hello, a bit of Miami. Are you well, talking yes. about anything else? <laughs> Just Miami, a lot of Miami. Well, we did. We've we've had our little pre-recording chat, and we did go from uh, sea shanties to Earl Grey tea. So, <laughs> which one we mentioned here? <laughs> I don't know if we want to bring this into the podcast. <laughs> Probably not. Um, we do have exciting news at the end. Well, not exciting, but news. I don't, know, I don't think it's massively exciting. <laughs> so stay tuned. <laughs> yes, that's a reason to stay till the end or just skip to the end if you don't want to listen to the whole thing. <laughs> if you're in a tennis podcast and you don't want to listen about tennis. Yeah, sort of other than just Miami. So for I think must be like the third time in my life tomorrow, I'm going to play a doubles tennis match. Oh. Yeah. Exciting. I know. I, I never... Do you like doubles? I Well, I don't know. Um, what? I just thought I'd give <laughs> it a mean, go. You've played before. Yeah, no, like like twice before. Like I must have done, because I'm thinking I must have done at least once when I did like tennis lessons when I was Wait, a little you, tiny child. You're thinking you must have, but you don't remember playing. And then, and then I definitely did do like one when I played with my mate in the park behind my house and we lost. Yeah. So you don't know if you like it. <laughs> no, I don't know if I'm going to be any good or not, but I thought I'd give it a go. I hate it. Good yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just something to do with it. I thought. It's something like, to do with my day. It's like you I'm take something unemployed. precious like tennis and you take away what makes it precious, which is the individuality. And then you got doubles. Yeah, I know, but you never know. I don't actually know who I'm playing doubles with yet. I've just signed up to like this thing at, like where I play tennis. Person. That's yes. even worse. But you never know. I might hear it off and we might have like Kyrgios Kokinakis vibes. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's just, it's weird. I don't know. Good luck. <laughs> oh, it'll be fun. Be fun. You'll tell us about it next time. <laughs> yep. We'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, let's talk about Miami. So yeah. I think the the first thing I'm gonna mention, I've got the the double sunshine double is still on. Oh what? The double sunshine double. Oh. So it's still possible for both Rebecca and Alcaraz to win the oh. sunshine double. That's what I meant. Yeah, I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, so you want to talk about Alcaraz then? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he uh, defeated Facundo Bagnes 6-love, six 6-2 six in the second round. Obviously, he had a mm-hmm. bye in the first, uh, followed by a uh, beating Dusan Leovic, 6-love, seven, 7-6-5. Six, I mean, it was a pretty, pretty standard match. The first uh, set was kind of ridiculous. Standard Just, for Alcaraz. Yeah, love. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm not gonna lie. He did go a bit weird. What do you mean? Well, when he tried to serve for the match the first time, he played a little bit rubbish, and then oh. he was like six two up or something in the tiebreak. And then proceeded to play uh, yeah. a little bit rubbish until I, I finally just, won it. I, I think tie breaks are just a bit weird, you know. Like they make they put extra pressure on you. Oh, I don't know. I don't break. really like playing tie breaks. I think it's I just I love tie breaks. Unnecessary. The last two times I've actually no, the last three times I've played tie breaks, I've lost pretty badly. That was <laughs> against my mate that I usually play with here against you. 
and against my mate's mate. Um, I lost all those tie breaks, so I don't know why I enjoy playing tie breaks, but yeah, I don't know. Fun. I think it's just a lot. And let's not forget, Alcaraz is really young, and he usually just wins really easily <laughs> when he wins, you know. Yeah, but he, so no, he's not used, he hasn't done lots of tie breaks. Yeah, but he's not entirely like wobble free. He can have he's he's got sort of lapses at times. Like, yeah, of course. Like, yeah, like in the, the a first set against Sinner in that when they played at Indian Wells the other week, he uh I wouldn't say it was like his first set was like Stella Alcaraz. Yeah, um, I mean uh, yeah, I mean it would be impossible if he was like if he maintained that level all the time. Yeah. Although I was kind of thinking, this was my thoughts when I was watching this match though, when sort of Alcaraz was doing Alcaraz things. It's Juan Carlos Ferrero's job must be probably the easiest in the world. Why? Just coaching someone of that incredible talent. No, I think it's, just, it's a you lot just, of pressure. You just, as well. you just turn to your player. You're just like, just go and play tennis. <laughs> just do your thing. <laughs> because it's sometimes like uh, there was one point where Alcaraz is just like he just turns and starts smiling to Juan Carlos <laughs> Ferrero, and it's just like it's almost like Alcaraz is like, oh my god, I just did that. <laughs> he can't believe it himself yeah i think that's what's so endearing about him that he will eventually lose obviously like he's just he's just as astonished about how good he is yeah i mean can't believe be, it to be fair i can't remember where i saw this i couldn't sleep last night and i ended up on this sort of random <laughs> tennis forum somewhere online okay. and they'll talk about Carlos Alcaraz and it was someone trying to make the argument that he's going to be a one-hit wonder and never win another slam no I mean um, and the, I mean, and the whole the whole argument there was was pretty loose I don't know why I'd bring this up because it was a load of nonsense yeah um, I mean when you say that I think about Emma Raducanu <laughs> a lot of people have said that about her and I can believe it way more for her yeah than for Alcaraz. Alcaraz oh, is, I, I think Alcaraz I, has been consistent. I, I can't, I can't see it. At, I can, I can understand if that were to happen for um, Raducanu, like if injuries just persist and everything. Yeah. Um, but I just think Alcaraz is going to be one of these like multiple Slam champions. He, yeah, he may not get to like big three levels of slams, but he's going to go. If he, yeah, if but, he stays I mean, on this path, I expect him to become a great. Yeah, even discussing big tree levels, that's like the 1%, you're not even the 1%, that's like the 0.3%, you know, like that's, that's a lot to ask of someone. I think Alcaraz is doing really well right now. I don't think we expect anything else from him at this moment. Yeah, I think it's just going to be difficult for any player coming through in this post big three period, because obviously you're always going to get compared to the big three. It's yeah. just at the moment, it seems like Carlos Alcaraz seems to be made up of elements of all of the big three. <laughs> it really does. I mean, it's just it's just so fun to watch him play, I think. Oh, this is this is the thing. I laugh when I watch Carlos Alcaraz. You laugh. I laugh because it's like <laughs> it, it's sort of like in disbelief. Yeah. It's like that's. Yeah, that's. I think that's what I've been missing about tennis. Just like watching someone that you like, you know, as a person, someone that you like as a player, and knowing he's probably gonna win. 
like at least he has like a chance to win you know it's like mm. the closest to roger that we have right now even though his his game is nothing like it but you know as like the feeling that you like the person you like the game it just it just makes you like tennis again you're not just watching someone who's like oh i don't know maybe they're gonna win maybe they're not gonna win i'm not too bothered you know he, he just makes you root for him which i really like Oh yeah, no, Carlos Alcaraz. He's he's a massively likable guy. Just seems yeah. like a, a lovely guy. But yeah, no, and I mean the tennis is unbelievable. Um, but yeah, that is quite early. That took us nine minutes into the podcast to get our first mention of Roger. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, this is a tennis podcast. He's got to be mentioned. The tennis god. I've got You're my Nadal hat on today. Always. Yeah, vamos. Uh, so quickly, Alcaraz has got Tommy Poole in the next round. The you Miami think he's going to win the tournament? Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Um, but yes, the other player who is looking for the Sunshine Double is Elena Rybakina, hmm. who has played two matches already. And I believe as we talk to you now, she is probably starting... Her match against Elise Mertens. But her first round match was against Kalin Skyers, 7 5, 4 6, 6 3. But yeah, so that was followed up with a win against Paula Bedosa. Um, so that was 3 6, 7 5, 6 3. Bedosa had match point. To save it, Rebecca can hit a very nice uh, short cross court forehand and then just hit um, super clean. Uh, to close up the match. I don't think Bedosa could quite believe how well um, Rabatkina was hitting the ball hmm. in this third set because it was some of the shots that Rabatkina was pulling off were just silly. There was one where it's like she caught, she got a forehand on the rise and somehow does this like really short diagonal inside out forehand and it's just like, how? She's having fun. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was it's unbelievable. As we talk to you, she's uh, one game to love up against Elise Mertens. So who knows what's going to happen here? You love live streaming. <laughs> I know, but don't worry. I'm sure I can insert at some point with my cool whoosh sound effect. So in the first of today's whoosh moments, just an update on what happened with Rabakina against Elise Mertens last night. Uh, Rabakina won six four six three. A not uncompetitive match. There are a few close service games for Rebecca, especially there was one in the second set that lasts, I believe, about nine, ten minutes or something. Um, but yeah, uh, she had she had to take a few opportunities to close out both the first set and the match. But yeah, it was uh, it was all round quite solid performance. Um, but also just to note, our next section we start to talk about uh, Bianca Andreescu, who obviously had an excellent run beating Raducanu, Sakari and Kenin. But obviously after we recorded, she suffered to be what looked quite a devastating and horrible injury. So just our best wish to go to her and hope that she makes a speedy recovery because obviously tennis benefits from more Bianca Andreescu. Another thing that could be happening... What? Bianca Andrescu could be happening. Yeah, she's been so solid. Mm. First round, she defeats Emma Raducanu 6-3-3-6-6-3. Interesting match. Raducanu started flat and ended flat. <laughs> um, 
but then supposedly Radicano is now seeking new medical opinions on her recurring issues with her right wrist. But yeah, no, um, that match actually with Bianca Andrescu, it wasn't just Radicano sort of being a bit flat. It was uh, Andrescu serving was very, very, very good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Andrescu just, she's so versatile isn't she mm-hmm. like she does so many things she's also very fun to watch oh she's she's an absolute vibes player yeah like um, i don't even mind the drop shots when she does them because it's like she just knows when to do it you know like there's so much variety in her game that you know when she does that it's just the right time <laughs> it's not just like oh, i'm just doing this just because i don't know it just it just feels planned it feels like it belongs I, you know, I, I, I very much enjoy watching Bianca Andreescu play unless she's knocking out a Brit that I support. Um. <laughs> but you know, the thing about Raducanu, I love her. Um, when she's playing good, she's like she's really good. I'm just really confused again by what she said before that she could be one of the top athletes. Like, how? How? Like, is that wishful thinking? Why would she? You know, she really lacked in this game, at least, like power and like the physicality that you need for like a match of this, you know? There's been talk about the wrist and she supposedly in the match, she was complaining to her team that she just couldn't feel the ball Mm. as she was striking it. But it was like, I almost just think as well with with her, it's it's the foot speed just didn't seem to be there. Yeah. There were times when, yeah, there there were just times when it was just like it it didn't seem like she was necessarily trying to get to the ball at times because they they look to be makeable shots, and and we've seen her before, and she can be pretty quick. I'm not saying she's the quickest player out there, but she's not slow. She's not got she's got good movement, and it's just like. I mean, I, I made this observation on our Twitter account. Go follow us there on CDPod. Yeah, no, it, it just it just feels like there were just gettable balls that just weren't being made. And it's like, okay, obviously, if you're stretching to get to a drop shot or something, but you get there, you might think, oh, well, I'm just sort of sitting the ball up and I'll be able to hit a winner. But you never know. If you get that ball over the net, then your opponent can mess up. Yeah, but... I think that's what I mean. Like, usually when you don't go to those, you know, balls that you could maybe get, maybe not, it's because you're like saving energy and you're mm-hmm. like, that's not worth it. Like the chance of getting it or not getting it. I really need to like, you know, save my energy. But she shouldn't be in that position. I mean, not yet, not at her age. She should really work on her, you know, like physicality. Like she needs to... I don't know, have more endurance besides everything else, like her wrist and all. But I just think that was a very prevalent problem. In this yeah, match. and I mean, to be, to be fair, I, 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 seem to, I, I do think sometimes in, um, even when I've watched her and she's been playing very well, it's like, she's just got a tendency to give up on drop shots. Yeah, well, and it's like, <laughs> I mean, I can relate. <laughs> I know that you can relate there, but it's like, just get there, try and get there. Um, yeah, I think she she needs to think more in the offensive side of things, unless in like mm. the defensive, which she tends to do. But it's not even that, because like kind of a defensive way is I'm just going to keep getting the ball back into their side of the court. 
Yeah, but and... when she plays with like very powerful opponents like Andrescu, it's like she just like gives up, and it's like well, well it's I wouldn't I wouldn't say like Andrescu is like super powerful. It's just Andrescu can go from that to like giving you some like lobbed junk ball to the back of the court to giving you a drop shot to slice in. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, and as powerful as in she sets the tone of the match, mm. you know, like she imposes her game and that's it. Yeah. And it's like Raducanu doesn't have a, like a plan B. She's like, no. she doesn't know what to do if things don't go her way. No. And I mean, that was one thing that I th I thought was sort of coming with, because I remember watching her against, was it Tamara Korpach in the first round of the Australian Open? And it was like, in that match, I felt like there was, she was playing a bit more variety. She was trying different things. She was, it was just a bit more like there was, she was putting in drop shots. She was putting in um, sort of different shots to what she, like you normally associate with her. And then it was like, that was the only match we've seen it happening. And it's so just try a bit of a, if it's not working for you, I mean, when it, when it doesn't, when it doesn't work for me and I'm playing, I switch to serve and volley. Um, clearly it doesn't help, but <laughs> just try something different. You love that. Oh, yeah. Love a serve and volley. It's like one of the most entertaining ways to play the sport. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Uh, anyway, overall it was, it was a really good match. I mean, very entertaining. But another entertaining one with Bianca Andrescu was her second round match where she defeated Zachary 5-7-6-3-6-4. Um, hit 54 unforced errors, so that was not ideal. Oh, at least it's um, not a semi-final. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that one just Andrescu played the important points very well. But it is a fun matchup. This is the third time they've played and it was the first time that there's not been a tiebreak. So it's definitely the matchup to watch if you want to sit on the sofa for a good few hours. Um, it's and then third round uh, defeated the other sort of. Uh, I was gonna. I was gonna use the phrase one hit wonder then, but that's just so mean. Um, <laughs> that is really mean. Yeah, because in the third round, it's uh, Sophia Kennan, six four six four. Not a match of long rallies. I saw a stat there, which was. Only three extended above 10 shots. Andrescu's first serve percentage was 70%, whereas Kennan's was 54. It was pretty standard affair, to be honest. But yeah, Andrescu plays Alexandrova in the fourth round, which by the time this podcast goes out, it will have happened. I would like Andrescu to happen again. I love watching her play. Yeah, me too. I think I think she's a great player. And she's a great player to add to this mix at the top of the game where you've got now Bakkinen and Sabalenka that are just power. Hmm. You've got Sviontek, who, as we were talking about last week, she likes to dominate matches in, in that manner as well, obviously. She can't seem to find a way to against, well, especially Rabakina, um at the moment. But it'd be nice just to have someone up there at that level get into those stages of the competition that are like come on give me <laughs> the uh given the full variety it's just yeah that's fun that's a bit of excitement yeah, that's what i mean you just want you just want to have fun when you're watching tennis we you need more see the same thing we need more i'm sure you'll agree with me here we need more players at the top of the game that like to play drop shots 
depends on how they how they do it if if you know what's the thing about dropships if they're done correctly they're nice to watch but if they're not it just seems lazy okay this is just the point at which we have this conversation now plus forget miami so what's wrong with my drop shots why don't you like mine (laughs) because you do it on purpose you do it because you know i hate them but i'm trying to beat you in a tennis match like yeah but that's not the point you know tennis is art it's like you have to go with the flow of the of the game of the match you don't you don't just do something to i don't know it's just if it doesn't go you know it's like a song you wouldn't put a bridge in like some random place it has to go where it goes okay so what what's the natural point for there to be a drop shot it just feels natural when you see it when you see it in some players it's just like oh okay that was nice you know but when you do it like every every three points every four points then that's abuse no it's just because i know you like you don't like being at the net so it's like i'll bring you to the net and then i'll try and hit a passing shot it's not called drop shots you know there's there's more to it. There's more to tennis than drop shots. That's all I'm saying. But I, I wasn't even talking about you. I'm just, I'm just talking in general. Like no, I just want like, I wanted to just... finally put this in public. Your absolute <laughs> hatred of my my drop shots. Yeah, um, yours and everyone else's when I'm playing. Yeah, so it's not actually like you've got a problem with drop shots. You've just got a problem with people hitting drop shots against you. Yeah, I, it's I, I know it's my issue. I know I have to work on it <laughs> because mm. drop shot is just a part of the game, you know. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll just learn how to do it, and I'll, I'll just like have. Yeah. Why don't you just learn? I mean, to be fair, it's probably quite hard to hit a drop shot with your racket because it's basically just trampoline on a stick. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, I I've I've done it sometimes. I just I don't know. I don't I really mean, like what? my opponent to come into the net as well. Let's go back to Miami, and I think it's now time to bring up the sad news, which is how bad a week it had been for the Brits. (laughs) That's the sad news. That is the sad news for me, a fan of British tennis. Um, A British uh, fan of tennis. Yep. Uh, So, obviously, Raducanu. We've mentioned her. Interestingly, oh. I did see a piece in the Telegraph from Simon Briggs, which was um, saying that Andrescu was saying that her and Raducanu could learn from each other and she'd like to sort of chat to her about it because they've obviously both yeah. won the US Open and subsequently struggled with, obviously, Andrescu, as we mentioned, could be coming back and doing well again. But, um, you know, obviously both came back both both won that US Open and both struggled in the yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, Murray lost Ilevich in the first round, six four seven five. He also looked very flat throughout. Um didn't hit big enough and his forehand timing was off. Um he shanked quite a few. It was he it was just pretty crap watching that to be honest. That's Murray. He'll give you everything and then he'll take it away. Yeah. Cam Norrie also lost, beaten 6-3, 6-2 by Gregoire Bourreau in the second round, obviously after having a bye in the first round. And so did Dan Evans. He lost to Lorenzo Sonego, 4-6-6-3-6-2. So, a really, truly awful week. A really, really terrible week for the Brits. We didn't even have anyone qualify. <laughs> uh, Jack Draper had pulled out at the start of the tournament. Really, really yeah, terrible bad. for the Brits. 
Yeah, well. And there were things to be optimistic about with this Indian Wells prior to Miami. There was a decent run by Radicanu. There was there was Murray doing Murray things for a bit. <laughs> there was Murray winning in straight sets. Yeah, that was something to see. I mean, you love seeing Murray because it's Murray, you know, but you don't really expect him to win a tournament. Like you don't expect Radicanu to win a tournament right now. No, but I just want them to, to get far. I want them yeah, to do well. I get I'm a Brit. And I've, as a Brit, I've done a lot of suffering as a tennis fan. (laughs) Mostly Andy Murray's fault, that suffering, to be honest, but. (laughs) Yeah, I get it. There's been several upsets in the tournament, Mm. like Rude. I, can we call it an upset anymore? (laughs) Well, that's true. (laughs) That is a fair point, (laughs) although cruel. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what I don't know. It's been a year of upsets for him. Yeah. It's just what do you think is the issue? Like how do you think he can get out of that? I don't know, because we had this conversation, didn't we, the other week where it was like he did he hadn't had an off season. He'd he'd done this full schedule of exhibition matches, first with Nadal and then some in the Middle East. And then uh, obviously pretty much straight into the Australian Open. And then he took a little break for a bit, I think, but it was not really significant. And it's just like, I don't know. I really don't know with him. Maybe he'll get something now because we're going into clay. Mm. But maybe he just needs to do what he did in, was it 2021 when he sort of rose up the rankings and got to the finals at the end of the year, which is just... um, win a load of like 250 events go do that for a bit (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know i think i also think maybe clay will do him so good Mm. i just it's just hard to see i guess yeah because he's he's dropping down the rankings now because i mean obviously he was he's a finalist at miami last year um yeah he hasn't won consecutive matches on tour this season and he hasn't reached like a quarter final which is a bit extreme for top 10. His big points to defend now from this point is going to be the French Open final and then the US Open final. That's going to be the biggest batch of points he's got left to defend. He didn't have a hugely spectacular run into Roland Garros last year, so there are there are points to pick up there. Um, yeah. I, think, I think he went out quite early in Madrid last year, so that, if he gets a run there, then that's going to be good for him. But he just need, he needs a run somewhere. <laughs> He needs to do something, yeah. Yeah. I, I I do think this season will be better. Like it's it can't get worse, so I mean Well it can. He could just lose first round matches instead of second round. <laughs> oh <my> um <laughs> Yeah. No, I don't think he, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but well, we wish him well. He's he should he seems like a nice guy. But he maybe really maybe that's his problem. Maybe he's just too nice. Surely he's going to pick up some points on Clay. If not, yeah. we'll be having many, many Kasparu chats throughout this this year. I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll just it might need to dedicate a thing. We might just need to dedicate a whole episode to Kasparu. <laughs> Gosh, or a um, segment each episode. Yeah, 
Casper Rude Hall of Shame. Another upset, maybe. Is this an upset? Because technically the person who won is a seed, but not as high a seed. We have Potipova to be defeating Coco Goff. Hmm. I don't know why. I, I mean, I said this to you in a message earlier, and I don't know if this is too controversial to stay in, in, in this podcast. <laughs> it too, it, it, so, it sounds like I'm being rude, but I'm really not trying to <laughs> be. But it's like... I just feel like Potapova at this sunshine double has just been given like villain energy. <laughs> she's been given by you. <laughs> no, she's been giving. Oh, not given. She's been giving like villain energy because it's like the matches I watched her in. She's obviously like trying really... to win. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's like it's against Pagula, who's like going to be one of the home favorites at Indian Wells. Obviously, Pagula came and won. And then in this tournament, the, the sort of matches I took note um, were obviously defeating Goff and then defeating Zhang Chin Wen, who's another really popular up and coming player. And I don't, I, I don't know why. It's just, <laughs> I feel like it's just sort of giving a bit sort of like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen those matches, but it's just. Yeah. Fun. In the dark, yeah, no, I mean, I've I've, I've, I've really got nothing against her. I I don't know why. I don't know why that's the sort of thing that I'm thinking. Yeah, (laughs) because I I don't dislike her at all. I think she's actually a really entertaining tennis player to watch. (laughs) Um, Because I mean, obviously, she can hit the ball and she can hit like winners from across the court. But then, obviously, like her defensive play, like some of these, some of the defense that she had against. Jung because Jung can hit can hit winners as well. She can. There were so many shots from Jung Chin Wen that were like just like scraping the back edge of the baseline. It's mm-hmm. like they look out, but it's like the, she just was consistently hitting shots. You're like a millimeter in or something. It was like crazy. But yeah, no. Uh, she's she obviously evil. won those, and she's According very good. <laughs> no, no, it's not evil. It's just like. It's it's just, no, it's like she's just a I mean, designated executioner. No, 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 no. I, it's like, but I've got to say, I gave that that sort of same uh, label to Rafael Nadal in our second ever episode of this. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 it's an honor then. <laughs> she should thank well, yeah. you. Because Rafael Nadal, he was he was like the villain of um, Breakpoint. Yeah, I guess he was. Because he wasn't part of the cast. He wasn't part of like the people that they followed. He just sort of was in the background beating all the people that they followed. <laughs> the thing is that it's Nadal. You know, he's playing, he's probably going to win. <laughs> and it's just like, at, at, at the moment, I'm just watching Potapova beat the popular players. <laughs> That's a good thing then. Yeah, no, but it's a good thing. I, was, I yeah, I or just her. want to make it clear. I, I'm not like <laughs> being You're rude. Not a hater. I'm not a hater. I'm not a hater. I enjoy watching her matches. Oh, another match that I loved just for the pure. It was. It was a bit. There was a bit of needle. What? It was a bit of a. <laughs> it was Bedosa versus Siegmund. Did you hear anything of this one? No. Oh. Basically, um, Siegmund took two breaks that were over 10 minutes. Oh. Like, and we're, I, I can't say I've watched many of Siegmund's matches in my time. Um, but from the commentary, 
I believe it was Anki Othavong that was on the commentary was was very much pointing out that this is a particular habit of Siegmund's. Mm. Um, like Djokovic. To disrupt the opponents. She had a 11 minute toilet break and then a 15 minute like trainer and medical timeout. Um, And uh, but yeah, you could tell that Badossa was not happy about that. Um, I mean, who would be? There was there was a very nice moment in the first of these when Badossa was sort of standing there after practicing her surf for a bit in one of these breaks. And a woman in the crowd shouts out that I love your smile <laughs> to Badossa, which was very nice. And then in the second of these two breaks, uh, Paola Badossa started hitting a few rallies with one of the ball boys. Oh, I actually saw that. And when I say ball boys here, it's not a ball boy. It was a ball man. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any other notable results you want to mention? Well, Titi Pass just won against... Uh, Christian Garin in three yeah. sets, six three four six six four. I actually thought he was gonna lose that one, uh, but no, he managed to win. Pegula also won against Lynette today. Yep, six love seven five. That was an interesting match. Six one seven five. Yeah, sorry, because she started so well. You know, yeah, like the first set, it was incredible, and then the second set was like totally like what what is going on. Yeah. I thought I thought she was going to lose and I was like, "Oh my gosh, don't." Yeah, no, I, I mean, I I I um I didn't watch that much. I was watching Shung Potapova and now I'm currently watching Rebekina Mertens. So for some out-of-date <laughs> tennis news here. Um I'm sure you'll update it. I know, I'm sure we'll have a whoosh in a minute. <laughs> um no, Mertens is a breakup. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um Yeah, so Pagula managed to win in the end. Uh, just a bit of weird, weird final set. Um, but yeah, she ma- she managed to win it back. That's it for my tennis news. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard because we're halfway through a tournament. It's like I don't want to look yeah. too far ahead because then by the time people actually listen to it, well, we cannot get too far ahead because most things haven't happened. So. I know exactly, but it's like there's no point like predicting things because it's like. Well, we can we can do let's predict things. Let's who do you think's gonna win? Oh, oh, what? Who do I think's gonna win? I'm gonna go Alcaraz. I'm gonna go Alcaraz for the ATP. Oh no, uh, for WTA. Who are? Oh, no, <laughs> uh, for the WTA side. Oh, I mean they're playing sort of like I think it's about like one in the morning our time tonight. Um, oh. Because it's it's Kuchikova Sabalenka. I'm gonna go for Kuchikova. I think she's gonna win another one thousand. Mm. I'm not so sure about the women's because I'm gonna go Pegula. Just because I want her to win. But I wouldn't be mad if Andrescu or Sabalenka managed to get in there because I like them all. So I would like lo- no. To be fair, I would really like Andrescu to do it. Um, yeah. I would, I don't see the thing is like, I like Rabakina, but like, do we need a double sunshine double? Um, <laughs> do we need? No. Do we want? No. <laughs> I mean, it would be quite fun. It'd be fun for the narrative. I think um, they just made that up though. What, like that sunshine double, double sunshine, whatever. Yeah. Cause has that happened before? What a double sunshine double. 
Yeah. I don't actually know. It feels made up. It feels like recently made up. No, I've I've just been saying the phrase double sunshine double. No, but I've heard them say. A well, there's a sunshine, sunshine double. Yeah, that. There's a sunshine double. That's a thing. Is it? Well, Sviontek did it last year. Oh, uh, okay. She won Indian Wells Miami. Time for our second whoosh moment. Um, so yeah, just backing up to obviously my now wrong prediction. Uh, Kritikova lost six three six two to Sabalenka last night. So my prediction for the WTA side is already wrong. Um, but yeah, just thought I'd put this in there. I'm just on the record. I think I'm going to back uh, Rabakina to do the double. Um, but yeah. Don't worry, we're going to go back to the main podcast now, where obviously Roger Federer comes up again. Sorry, Miss, I love Roger Federer over here. It's like, I bet you when Roger Federer did the Sunshine Double in like 2017, you were talking about it as the greatest achievement in men's tennis or something. I mean, yeah, because Roger did it <laughs> with style. Yeah. We should um, say about many. I think quite a few tennis players have done things in style. I think like it's one of the more stylish sports. Uh, I mean, some of them really don't have a lot of style, like we've seen with the outfits. What's... I'm, I just... No, because every time you're like, oh, Roger Federer's the only stylish athlete out there, I just bring up the cardigan. I love the cardigan. That's not even an argument. Because the cardigan doesn't look good. It looked amazing on him, like everything. Cardigans just don't look good. Eh. I love cardigans. I wear them all the time. Right, Grandma. (laughs) Why are you the stylish person? You're always wearing the same cap every time we do this podcast. That's just because I've got long hair and I need to keep it out of my face. (laughs) Yeah, right. I'm not taking fashion advice from you. What's wrong with wearing a hat? Well, there's nothing... Well, first of all... Because I'm not not dressing up for like... Yeah, I, yeah, but I'm not dressing up for like a, a video chat on like a Monday night. I know, night. but you're not playing tennis, are you? Why are you playing? Why are you wearing tennis clothes? I'm not wearing tennis clothes. It's a hat. Yeah, it's a clothing item. It is a clothing item, but that doesn't make it a tennis thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a tennis clothing item. Um, okay, we're 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 getting out of <laughs> far away yeah. from tennis. Okay, so our predictions say both going Alcaraz on, yeah, and then we're both, I'm going Critique for you're going Pagula. Yeah. Okay, we'll see how that goes. We'll see. I'm not yeah. too confident, but <laughs> I like the energy. Yeah, I'm, I'm... Anyway, I won't be here next week. No, yeah, that's that's the thing. So, um, Fur won't be with us next week or the week after, so... yeah. Yeah, I'm. I think what will happen much. is I'm going to try and find alternative hosting arrangements for next week. If not, you'll either get a uh, a monologue from myself, <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of or no podcast at all. Um, what would you want? <laughs> let's vote. Yes, let's let's take it to a vote. Would you like me just talking at myself? Or, or nothing. What's or nothing. better? No, Silence hopefully... or just Rob? Hopefully I might be able to find someone else to come and host. Um uh just for one. Um and then we'll probably do a break the week after anyway. Um just because right. well, we've never podcasted at all in our lives, and at that point we would have done ten in a row weekly. Oh. 
and it's quite a commitment for doing something that you have no idea what you're doing as you go into it um because <laughs> i don't know Not like no we are we're back. going to be back we're going to be back yeah it's just the holiday season yeah so. we, well we're taking a break like a lot of players as we leave the hard court swing <laughs> leave the sort of start the year hard court swing and go into the clay so yeah we'll, we'll 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 be back refreshed for the clay court swing um We'll be getting ready for the warm up of the French Open, where I will be at oh, uh, for yeah. the first streaming. week. No, I'm not live. I don't know what this. Where you keep saying this? No, I'll I'll just set up an Instagram profile and I'll just take pictures of where I am at and what matches I'm watching, and I'm hopefully we're going to be live live streaming some stuff. And and hopefully we won't. We will get some more followers on our Instagram account than we currently have on our Twitter account. <laughs> Um, <laughs> or you'll be like just talking to yourself again. But yeah, um, that's basically it. Yeah. So to next week there might be a podcast. There might not. Next week there might or might not be a podcast. If you'll know if you do follow our Twitter account, and I'm not just tweeting into the <laughs> void. Um, and you so will that know is at, the at Unseeded Pod. Um, Yes. So follow us on Twitter and you'll find out if we, we do manage to sort out a podcast. Um, but yes, um, follow Until us on Twitter. Then. No, no, I've not finished yet. <laughs> so it's follow us on Twitter at Unseeded Pod. It is please rate and review us wherever you <laughs> listen to your podcasts. Only good things. Yep. Thank you very much for listening. Um, I will hopefully be back next week to give you the news of who's won uh the miami open presented by Itau. um and i think that's how you pronounce it i'll try for the full <laughs> name um if not uh we'll see you in a few weeks time um and yes thank you very much for listening see you whenever goodbye yes you can say goodbye now <laughs> goodbye just a final added note of the podcast uh there's either going to be no podcast or just a short monologue from myself which is probably not likely to happen um and then the week after we'll be back with a guest host hopefully and then the week after that we'll be back to normal so thank you for listening and see you in a couple of weeks at least <laughs>